Hello and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I'm your host, Christina Singh, and the Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. And I am so excited about today's solo episode. I have debated on how to do this episode, and I know in the future I'm going to want to talk more about this topic um, because today I want to talk all about She-Hulk, attorney at law. And I I don't know about you, um, but I am obsessed with this show, and I haven't really spoken about this on this show yet, but I am a huge Marvel fan. I am a huge fan of fantasy and sci-fi, and um, I love Marvel. I will say, I and you might think that me saying this is so lame now, but I haven't read many comics. Um, I'm a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I should say. Um, so, and and I kind of like that I haven't read comics. Maybe some of you are listening to that and cringing. Maybe one day I will read more comics. Um, I've listened to a lot of people who have read a lot of Marvel comics and, and um, you know, looked at people talking about She-Hulk who've read the comics. And uh, I've done a bit of research about this series. But I want to talk about it because I feel like this show is becoming so polarizing and so talked about in a way that I think is a bit ridiculous. Um, And I think there are just some obvious things about this show that people aren't getting. But I think this show is so self-aware that it's aware people aren't going to get it. And that's one of the things I absolutely adore about She-Hulk. So let's talk about a little background on the show. Um, This episode is entitled She-Hulk Make Men Mad because She-Hulk do make men mad. And I um, have been and, and I think a lot more women, I mean, I hope, are watching this show. And um, I think one of the most obvious things that I can see in watching this show is that it is written and produced and directed and shot through the female gaze. And that is one of the things I love the most about this show. Um, There are nine writers credited on this show, not including Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and six of those writers are women. And I know that there are a lot of people of color that have written, produced, and directed this show. That personally makes me so, so happy. It's a breath of fresh air. Uh, I have watched pretty much everything under the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I think I've missed maybe like the Groot shorts. Oh, I actually haven't watched What If yet, which I know some of you are going to be like, what? Um, But I am going to watch it because I've heard wonderful things about it. So I've watched pretty much everything. Um, I really try and not to dive deep into spoilers. And um, if you're listening to this, just know that there are going to be spoilers on She-Hulk. Um, I have watched all of the episodes. We're currently on episode five. So just know that there will be spoilers in this episode of my show. <laughs> um, and we've never really, you know, 
gone into the deep end around entertainment um, or a TV show or uh, movies on this podcast, but it is something I love so, so much. And I've been wanting to talk about the entertainment industry and pop culture more on this show because I love it. So I want to dive in. So She-Hulk launched this year, this summer. We're on episode five, like I mentioned. And um, it has been so much fun. It was uh, created for television by uh, Jessica Gao. And I am so sorry if I am mispronouncing names on this episode. Apologies if I am. Um, And I... I didn't know who Jessica Gao was. I should. um, But one of the things that I adore when I do find a show or if I'm watching something I love, uh, especially if there's new music, I love looking at um, an album and and the credits on that album. And I'm sure other people do that as well. But for She-Hulk, I have loved doing a deep dive into the creator of the show, the writers, the producers, because I want to see the people who create it and you know, what their intentions are behind it. And um, Jessica Gao has been a writer on Rick and Morty, Silicon Valley, Corporate, uh, Bajillion Dollar Properties, Robot Chicken, and The Mighty Bee, including a a host of other things. Um, And she's been a producer on a host of things as well, um, recently on Easter Sunday, but also on Corporate and Take My Wife. Um, She was a writer on Take My Wife too. So Um, she is for sure a powerhouse and from what I've seen on her, um, on her social media, she also looks cool as hell. So, um, when I was looking at, you know, a deep dive into who created this show and who is writing on it, I got really excited to see, um, Jessica and another person I was really excited to see working on this. And again, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name, um, Cody Ziegler. So, Cody Ziegler is um, an LA-based writer, and this kid, like, I just, he has so many credits, Um, and the cool thing about Cody, um, he has a ton of, like, crew credits, cinematography, producer, camera and electrical department credits, from what I can see, acting credits, writing credits, so um, I just think this person is pretty incredible. Directing credits, I feel like um, it is so, so cool to see Cody writing on She-Hulk. But what is even cooler about Cody is that he is a comic writer. So Cody Ziegler has a bunch of comics that he's written for Marvel um, and a bunch in particular of Spider-Man comics and in particular of Spider-Man comics, Spider-Punk comics. Um, Cody has written Miles Morales comics um, and he's written What If, you know, comics. He has written the Amazing Spider-Man comics, a bunch, a bunch of titles. So when you go and look up Cody Ziegler, you will see a ton of his work. And um, I think that is pretty rad and gave me uh, the one thing I think uh, when I'm looking at, let's be honest, bros on Twitter talking about how this show is the destruction of Marvel and how dare they. And um, oh, God, we went from Tony uh, in a cave being intimidated or, or, um, you know, tortured by um, quote unquote terrorists to Megan the Stallion shaking her ass. Thank God we have, because that's the breadth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And from what I understand, the Marvel comic universe. And I 
I am such a nerd. I watch a lot of reaction videos to Marvel and to just fantasy and sci-fi stuff in general. And one of my favorite reaction channels is a channel called Heroes Reforged. And these guys are awesome and they react to a ton of stuff. But what they were touching on in one of the reactions to She-Hulk was, thank God we're at a point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that can reflect the Marvel comic universe where, you know, things are silly and wacky. And, you know, we had to have a point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe during phase one, where things were serious, we they had to be believable, Iron Man had to be believable, and his situation had to feel like real life. I don't know, I think that's fun and different. I think that's why people really liked Deadpool, because it was able to make yes. fun of Patrick Stewart, and James McAvoy being in the X-Men universe, yep. and he was yep. kind of like the, the entry for that whole thing. So I, I think that's what makes the shows unique and fun and different. I think it's coming at a really good time, too, because I can't imagine this kind of fourth wall breaking, Megan the Stallion having Twerkin mm -hmm. show in any part of the first phase, the first like Infinity Saga. No way. There was, yeah. there was no yeah. room because at that point we had to take the MCU yeah. dead serious as like, this is a real world situation. And even though there was comedy and levity and all of those things, it wasn't like this. This is very referential to very modern things. Like Megan the Stallion is one of the hottest artists in the world right now. And they're playing yes. one of her one of her songs, right? And so like we never had that <laughs> kind of referential stuff. We had Star Lord referencing old yeah. like feel good songs, yep. right? But that wasn't yep. modern. It was just like his quirkiness coming out, his personality. And now it's like I live in LA. I'm a you know superhero and I have been around, like I'm a millennial based. I keep going back to this millennial thing. And now we are in phase five right now, I believe. Maybe we're heading into phase six in the next couple years. And um, now, I think we're in phase four, actually. I'd have to look it up. Um, but we can be silly. We can um, bring in that kookiness of what from what I've seen in the Marvel comics and integrate fun into this universe. And I think pe what people aren't understanding about this show is that it's supposed to be fun. It's written through the female gaze and um, and it's fucking funny and it's supposed to be a lawyer show. It's She-Hulk attorney at law and I love that there are nods to Ally McBeal, that there are nods to, you know, even friends sometimes. Like, I love that it's a sitcom. And this is something that my husband and I watch every single week together. And he is also super confused why people aren't getting it. And it is such a fun show. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it and really dive into it was because there are people who've created this show, like Cody um, and a bunch of other writers on this show, who are experts in Marvel, in both the comics and in just creative and comic writing in general. And I think that's really important when you're putting together something because people can just, you know say what they want to say about a TV show um, or something that Marvel has created. But I know being a Marvel fan that this was created with 
incredible intention um, and fun and wanting to do it right. And from what I've seen online of the She-Hulk comics, She-Hulk is in on the joke too. And I love that that is reflected in the show. I love that there's the breaking of the fourth wall. I love that we get to talk to Jen Walters. And I love that we get to, you know, be in on the joke. Um, I love that she referenced Wong being Twitter armor for the week. I love how, um, you know, we are so self-aware in She-Hulk. It's such a breath of fresh air. And it's also just fucking funny. So I'm <laughs> um, going back to the writers. One writer that I was so excited to see on this list was Kara Brown. So um, uh, you might know Kara Brown from Keep It. I was really so thrilled to see her on this list of writers. I know Dana Schwartz is one of the writers on here as well. Um, so I just honestly want to list the writers because I feel like they've done such an incredible job on this show. So there are nine episodes of She-Hulk and these are the writers listed online. Writing credits go to Jessica Gao, Dana Schwartz, Cody Ziegler, John Buscema, and then there's Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, obviously, who, you know, created lots of these characters in these comics. Kara uh, Brown, Francesca Gales, again, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your guys' names, Jacqueline Gales, uh, Melissa Hunter, and Zeb Wells. So this and from my research, this group is incredibly talented. They come from a background of comedy writing, drama, like these people know their shit. And I absolutely adore that there are a bunch of women on this team, a bunch of women of color on this writing team. Um, same for the series. The series is directed by two women. Um, so six episodes of the series were directed by Kat Coiro, um, and then three episodes were directed by Anu Valia. Again, sorry if I'm butchering names. Obviously, we know Tatiana Maslany is our lead. She is incredible. I think she has been doing such an amazing job. Um, but I also think Ginger Gonzaga as Nikki. Oh, I mean, come on. But let's be real. Madison is everything. And... That's what I love about this show is that they're taking um, these characters and making them beloved. I believe the woman who plays Madison is Patty Guggenheim. Yes, Patty Guggenheim is Madison King. Um, and I also love the theories that um, maybe we had a Mephisto drop from Madison when she's on the stand. I think that is absolutely incredible. So let's get into some of the criticism of this show. I know that even before this show dropped, there was an air of criticism from, you know, men. <laughs> let's be real. I'm sure some women as well. Um, but from, you know, men and even people I'm friends with on Facebook, just a heads up, like people can see when you comment on stuff and they can see your comments. So like I've seen men comment on posts about She-Hulk just saying it's it's stupid. And I I just don't understand, number one, the need to comment on anything. Um, and you could say nothing. Um, but number two, um, that was after like episode one. And these bros will give, um, you know, Thor 
three movies, She-Hulk gets one episode and they're like, blah, 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 blah. I have to comment on everything. Uh, I mean, we all know why. And um, in particular, when Megan the Stallion was on, which was incredible. Uh, and, you know, that scene at the end where they're twerking, um, I was obsessed. So many people, so many reactors, um, because again, I am a nerd and I watch everyone's reactions to it. They thought it was hilarious. And again, this is through the female gaze. And there were so many men that were saying like, oh, um, so you can twerk on TV, but if I call, can't call you on the street, that's a problem. And yeah, like my mind has been blown by those comments. I just feel like the, even from the beginning, the threads of being a woman in particular in America, um, you know, the fact that they mention from the beginning that Jennifer can control her anger and that, you know, there's a major difference between Bruce Banner's ability to control his anger and Jennifer Walters' ability to control her anger. And from what I'm reading, Bruce has had a brutal background as well. Um, So I'm not trying to get into that. But, uh, you know, the differences in, you know, when in this latest episode, Jen says, you know, I can walk down the street without wearing headphones and Nikki replies, every woman's dream. Those things are such realities for women. Uh, Wanting to twerk with Megan Thee Stallion, like, fuck yeah, that would be incredible. So many people would want to do that. And that doesn't mean you get to like hit on me. I think what's so wonderful about She-Hulk is it's embracing the fact that our sexuality is owned by us. It's not for anyone else. And I think there is this misconception from men that if we're sexual, if we, you know, uh, want to look good, feel good, have sex, be pleasured, like that it's for them. And it's so wild that people don't understand that it's for us and that we have control over that sexuality. And so I love that She-Hulk is exploring these themes. Uh, I love that there is, you know, the theme of beauty coming up. Um, Tatiana Maslany is so hot and I have seen so many men reacting to episode four um, where she's going on these dates and people are rejecting her because she's Jen Walters versus when she's She-Hulk. And so many men are like, what are you even freaking talking about? Tatiana Maslany is amazing. But I love that there is that thread of, okay, when you're a when you're a woman who is a career driven woman, will you be able to feel confident when dating and are men looking at you in the same way um, versus if you're this unattainable character. Um, And I just love that that narrative is being woven throughout all of these episodes. This most recent episode dealt with, you know, her clothing. And obviously, we're leading to a thread of having a superhero outfit and, and, you know, a suit for She-Hulk. But I also love that it deals with the dynamics of how you present yourself to the world and your self-worth and and also like loving fashion and clothing and design and having, you know, beauty and womanhood come into um, the picture in the Marvel universe. Like those are things that are fun and, 
you know, a lot of women love and um, but also can be really hard to navigate or can be um, seen as the only thing that women enjoy. Of course, literally, as I'm recording, there's always somebody just juggling fucking bottles behind me. I live in Brooklyn. If you're new to listening to this show, Brooklyn is always in the background. I don't have a studio. I'm in my office. Like, I'm just living my best trying to record a goddamn episode about She-Hulk and somebody's jingling, jangling bottles behind me. Okay, going back to, you know, the the femininity of it all. And, um, you know, I love in the the interview on the news when they're saying next up she hulk's gonna give us her um her food and fitness routine or something they said like that and um jen goes what and because it's so true those are the questions that you know female celebs or um women who are prominent uh you know and successful in their careers they get asked about versus their accomplishments um and I also love that, you know, Jen can enjoy clothes or has a desire to, you know, go have a wardrobe change. And, and she's getting excited in episode five about her clothes. And speaking of, uh, you know, wardrobe and hair and makeup, one of the things that I have wanted to do a deep dive around is like, who is putting together the wardrobe and who is putting together uh, the makeup on this show and like who's doing their hair because I am genuinely obsessed and I wanted to name some names. So this costume design is by Anne Foley um, and I want to read a little bit about Anne. Um, so Anne Foley has um, been the costume designer for the Spiderwick Chronicle, She-Hulk, Godzilla vs. Kong, Skyscraper Altered Carbon, wow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mind Games About Last Night, and 321 Frankie Go Boom, Cinema Verite. Oh, that's just what she's been a costume designer for, but she's been in the costume and wardrobe department on a ton, holy crap, a ton of movies. Um, so she's she did the Fantastic Four assistant costume designer. Um, Austin Powers, incredible. Wow. This is Mr. Deeds, hilarious. Miss Congeniality 2, Ocean's 13, Star Trek, The A-Team. This is so rad. So I I just love, love, love seeing um, more women as a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the back end. Um, series makeup department, Antoinette Annie Tucker, Susanna Boykin, Essie Cha, Jessica Page Gooden, Renee Warns, Amy Wood, Bill McCoy, Antoinette Tucker, Meliza Anguiano Wheat. Wow, amazing name. Alex Burns. And this series set decoration, I love that there have been nods of green and purple throughout all of the episodes. I think it is so fantastic. Um, that is done by Claudia Bonfi or Bonf. Sorry if I'm butchering so many of these names. I think it is so, so cool. Uh, series production design is by Elena Albanese. Wow. Series art decoration by Lauren Abuiones. Jarrett? Jarrett? Motes? I'm so sorry. Drew Monahan, Kristen Sherwin. Again, I love that I'm reading a lot of names that are female name. Like, I love that there are women um, working on this show in a huge capacity. I think it makes such a huge difference. So yeah, I I guess I just wanted to come on today and just talk about, you know, who's behind this show. 
the controversy, the weird ass controversy surrounding it and how it feels so, so, and it is, it is so misogynistic and what this show is supposed to be. And from what I've seen, what it's supposed to be in relation to the comics. So this wonderful um, writer, Jenna Anderson, has been posting a lot about She-Hulk. And one of her tweets said this, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Jen is one of the few mainstream female comic characters who is in on the joke of the male gaze. The way she has fun with that and still maintains her own agency and sexuality is part of why she's the best. Jenna also tweeted about, you know, why is she Hulk sexualized in the MCU? It's at her expense and it's nothing like the comics when, and she leaves a bunch of pictures where Jen is incredibly sexualized in the comics, but also in on the joke. So I think what is so, so cool about She-Hulk as a character, and I haven't read the comics, but I honestly might because she seems so freaking rad, is that she is sexualized, but she's sexual. And we can already see that in the show. Um, one of the best jokes in uh, this week's episode and that I've seen men react to, which is hilarious, is when she is they're reading out her dating profile and what she Hulk looks for in a man is a sturdy back and a reinforced king size bed. And to answer the question, what are you looking for in a partner? My client wrote a sturdy back and reinforced king size bed. JK, JK, JK. In fucking incredible, incredible. Obviously, She-Hulk is very aware of her sexuality and is not afraid to talk about it. And I think this beautiful merging of Jennifer and, you know, her embracing herself as She-Hulk um, and that story of embracing your sexuality, embracing your power, um, but also maintaining who you are and, and your career is is really fucking rad because there's so much dimension to it. So I hope you're enjoying this show. And I, to be honest, don't know much about the backstory of She-Hulk. You know, I kind of like the fact that I go into a lot of these things blind. Um, you know, I've gone into different fantasy things, not so blind, and you have a, definitely like a critical eye, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, but I like the fact that I'm learning more about She-Hulk. Um, I know that she was de debuted in 1980, which is super freaking cool. And I think that it's amazing to see how, you know, this character has had their evolution. Um, she's been a member of the Avengers, Fantastic Four, Heroes for Hire, the Defenders, Fantastic Force, and S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think it's really, really cool that they're playing around with this character. I think it's exciting that this week um, there was an, you know, hint that she's going to be a part of the Avengers. I am really, really excited to see how this character can evolve. And I know of a lot of other women who are loving this show and who are excited about this show and who are excited to you know watch something funny and I know of a lot of men who are really excited to watch something funny and dive into this so I hope this was a fun episode of the show oh something also I wanted to say is um I believe it's Urban Decay yes I believe it's Urban Decay that launched a She-Hulk palette and I have to be honest when I first saw it, I was like okay but then as you're watching this show it makes so much sense and it I think it's so freaking cool that they are, you know, 
appealing to a female audience, not in a gimmicky way, you know, just really having fun with it, being honest and just taking a fun ride through um, this character. Because from what I've seen, that's reflected in the comics. It's very true to how she is in the comics. So I have no idea who is listening to this episode and who will enjoy it. But I am loving She-Hulk. I hope you are too. I think it's awesome. And um, if you're mad about it, get over it. Like, come and enjoy the show and have fun. That's what it's meant to be. Um, I will see you next week on another episode of the Amplify Her podcast. We'll have another fun interview. And then on Friday, another solo episode. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And yeah, go watch She-Hulk. It's great. The Amplify Her podcast is a part of the Amplify Her Media Network. You can check out more shows on the Amplify Her Media Network over on Instagram at Amplify Her Media.